Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. I just invite you just to where you're at, just begin to just bow your head in prayer and just begin to pray. And uh, I just, I encourage you to begin to say yes and amen, like agreement with what God's releasing, what he's doing right now, what's been prayed. That we, that we come in agreement with our yes and amen. And just begin to thank Him. Just begin to thank Him for every breakthrough. Just begin to thank Him for every healing, every miracle. In Jesus' name, every body that's been touched, every physical body that's come in alignment, every heart that's been opened and healed, every mind that's been set free. God, we just give you glory and honor and praise. We embrace your presence. You're a miracle worker. Nothing is impossible with you. We just honor you. We just step into what you have for us. I just I just encourage you to pray that right now over yourself. Holy Spirit, I just step into all that you have for me this morning. I step into it. I just step into it. I open myself up. I'm ready to receive. My heart is open. My mind is open. I just step into it. I just yield. I'm, I'm a surrendered vessel for you right now in this place for you to have your way. Come and feel me. Come and feel my life. Come and feel my mind. Feel my heart. Feel my body. Feel my spirit. Feel my soul right now. I just step into all that you have for me this morning. We thank you. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge your manifest presence in our midst. We embrace you. Jesus, we thank you for the healing that you've made available, that you paid for, that you fulfilled on the cross for us through every stripe that you took, every drop of blood that was shed from your body. We just thank you, Jesus, for the healing that you've made available for us to step into, for the life that you've made us available to step into. Abundant life. We thank you for that abundant life that you've made available for us. We step into that today. Grab your Bible and uh, grab a pen and notepad if you have one. I'm going to give you some scriptures that you're going to kind of link some things together that's going to be helpful to you. And... uh, You'll want to go back and read, read over and study some of these scriptures in greater depth than what we'll have time to dig into all together this morning. So I encourage you to do that. Um, I'm going to have you turn in to the Gospel of Luke and um, in chapter 24. Luke in 24. And hold that spot. Once you get that, Luke 24. And then I want you to flip towards the back of your Bible there real quick and go to 2 Peter in chapter 1. And then go to 2 Peter in chapter 1. And as you're turning to those, uh, just want to say real quick, uh, this holiday weekend, this Memorial Day weekend, today's, today's Pentecost, so we're excited about that, and that's what I'm going to be uh, ministering on this morning. And uh, tomorrow is... Uh, Memorial Day, and uh, I just wanted to make a quick statement about that. How many of you are thankful for the men and women that have fought for our freedom? Amen. And this amazing nation that we get to live in and be a part of and take advantage of the freedom. And But tomorrow's Memorial Day and, and time to recognize those that, um, uh, that, that have fought for our freedom that didn't make it home. And I just encourage you to make sure you're taking time. If you have children and teenagers, especially in this day and time that we're in today, I encourage you to talk to them about what Memorial Day is and why it's celebrated and and, uh, what these brave men and women uh, paid this ultimate price for the freedom that we have and make sure that we're we're taking time to remember. this again the sacrifice of of their life that they paid for our freedom so uh, you there in uh, second peter all right i preached on this or spoke on this a little bit uh, thursday night in our men's fellowship i'm not going to hit all of it today but there's a couple verses 
as I was speaking that just stood out to me that I wanted to open up with this morning in regards to Pentecost. So I'm just going to be ministering today on the Holy Spirit um, uh, and the gift that we have in Him as the third, the third person of the Trinity and what, what the promise of this gift that we've been given, what it means to us today. So there's a scripture in Second Peter in chapter 1. We're just going to read verse 2 through 4. And, and listen to this, this powerful, all this, this, this epistle of, of Peter is so beautiful, but uh, I can't take time to read all of it today, but just these few verses to kind of give a little foundation that we're going to build on. But listen what Peter says, he's talking, to, he's talking to the church, he's talking to those that have obtained like precious faith, so he's talking to these believers in Second Peter 1 and 2, then he says, he says, grace and peace... May they be multiplied to you. And they're multiplied, he said, in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now look at verse 3. Then he, he says this. He says, as His divine power, Holy Spirit power, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's real important. Understanding that we have that we have been given this through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. These promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through, through lust. Isn't that a powerful passage of Scripture? So I'd like to spend a lot more time on this than I want to able to today. But this is, this is just such a, an amazing word. He, he's talking about these exceedingly great and precious promises. How many are thankful for the promises that we have been given in the Word of God that we can hold on to, that we can bank them? And he's talking about these promises here, how we've been given these precious promises. And I just want, you know, when we think about these, and really what Peter is talking about here when he goes in and he, and he talks about this and he talks about how we've been given this His, His divine power Amen? And, and in this promise. And so, I just think, man, there's nothing greater than the promised gift of Holy Spirit and His divine power that we have within us. Amen? So I want to talk about that today. And part of this promise, and realizing that this promise, so, so the word promise and the word power are linked together over and over again in the Word of God in reference to Holy Spirit. So now I want you to turn back to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 24. Luke in 24. Let me get there. Luke 24. We're going to jump in at, at, um, at verse 44. Now, understanding, this is, this is, um, this is right after Jesus' resurrection. Okay, and he's 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 standing before his disciples, and so here in, in the Gospel of Luke twenty four, at verse forty four. And then he said to them, he said, "These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me." And then in verse 45, and he opened their understanding that they may comprehend the scriptures. Can I, can I just stop right here and say, I've made a note, I made a note in my Bible here many, many, many years ago. But I like to pray, I like to pray Luke 24, um, verse 45. I pray that very often. I pray, Jesus, open my understanding that I may comprehend the scriptures. Like, I love to pray this verse before I go into studying the Word of God. Jesus, open up my understanding that I may fully comprehend the Scriptures, the Word of God. And Jesus did this for, his, for the disciples. Verse 46, And then He says to them, 
He says, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and then to rise from the dead uh, for the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Verse 48, and you are witnesses of these things. And then here's where we're, where we're landing today on Pentecost Sunday. And then Jesus says, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued. Everybody say endued. You are endued with power from on high. This is, so let's think about this for a second. We just went through the death and the burial and Jesus' resurrection. And, and here He is standing before His, his disciples. And so, so Jesus' final words before He ascended to heaven is He says, I, I am sending the promise of My Father upon you. Go wait in Jerusalem. He's on His way. And then in Acts, in chapter 1, in verse 8, we know, he said, he said you, will, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So let's think about this for a minute in the context of, Luke, of Luke's Gospel, being before His disciples after He's been raised from the dead, in the context of His final words to His disciples of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Three years... After three years of teaching and training His followers, Jesus said they still weren't ready. You're still not ready. I know you've been there. You've walked with Me. I've taught you. But this is what He said. You need to go away in Jerusalem because now you're going to receive power. It's crazy. Think about this. He answered their questions. He modeled ministry right before their eyes in every capacity. He walked them through the Scriptures. It reveals this in Luke uh, 24 and 27. So He walked them through Scripture. But, but to truly be witnesses and walk this out after His ascension, this wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough just to have the knowledge. They still needed power. They needed the helper. They needed the, the Spirit of truth. So let's take a minute. And define power. power. Power isn't an it. Right? You're not going to receive an it. You need more. Go wait in Jerusalem. You're going to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive power. You're going to be endued with power. What is power? Power isn't an it. Power isn't even a song. And power isn't even a sermon. Power isn't even gifting. Yet if we're, if, we're, if we're truly living and walking through the endued power of the Holy Spirit, then our sermons can be powerful. But the sermon without the Holy Spirit will never have power. A song without the Holy Spirit is not going to be powerful. Your gifting without Holy Spirit is really nothing. So the power isn't the Word. The power isn't the right song. The power isn't, isn't even in gifting. It's not, it's not a manifestation. Come on, guys. The power is the Holy Spirit. It's important because too many people seek out these things as the avenue of power. I never want to preach a sermon without power, but I know that that power or that sermon won't be powerful because I practice it enough. It won't be powerful because I study enough. I can do everything, but I know the only way that a sermon is going to be powerful is if the Holy Spirit's in it. Come on, someone. So I just, I like, I just wonder, like, what is power? You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Like, what is, what is the power? See, the only one who can make these things truly powerful is Holy Spirit Himself. So this is what I want you to think about then when, it, when you think about the definition of power. It's none of those things. Power is the person of the Holy Spirit. 
So if you miss anything else in this sermon today, I want you to understand that power is the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Power is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's who we are pursuing. So power is not just, and, and when you think about this, then when power is the person, the He, Holy Spirit, power is not then just what He does. So that's why we don't, we don't man, I want to I go to a powerful atmosphere. I want to go hear a powerful sermon. I want to go where they, they have powerful worship. Then, we're, then when we do that, oftentimes if we're not in the right pursuit, then we're pursuing what He does and not who He is. I want to be where there's anointed preaching. Because there can be anointed preaching and there's a lot of not in point. There's preaching that's powerful and full of power, and there's preaching that's not full of power. The determination of that is whether the Holy Spirit's in it or not. Come on. But when we have this right understanding, then we understand that power is the Holy Spirit. It's the person of the Holy Spirit. Is everybody good? So power is not just what He does, it is who He is. The source of God's power is found in the very essence of His being. So the key to the promise, having Holy Spirit operating in your life, your life being endued and filled and power flowing through you, is cultivating a relationship with the person of Holy Spirit. So if we want to grow in power, and this is where I'm landing today. I'm not, I'm not even going to preach on the, on the gifts, on none of that stuff. I'm going to preach solely on the, the gift and the outpouring of the person of Holy Spirit. And how when we want to walk and live and receive and allow that power to flow through us, church, it comes from cultivating a relationship with Holy Spirit. We've got to cultivate that. We've got to cultivate it. Knowing, knowing, knowing the Holy Spirit. Like truly knowing the Holy Spirit. Talking to Him. Walking with Him. Walking in the Spirit. Yielding to Him. Yielding. So I'm talking to. I'm engaging. I recognize that the Holy Spirit isn't, isn't just a wind or fire. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's the third part of the Trinity. When I understand that the power is a person, then I want to begin to communicate and cultivate intimacy with this wonderful promise of gift of Holy Spirit that I've been given not just to come upon me but to dwell within me and now I want to grow in this relationship with Holy Spirit by communicating with him by talking with the Holy Spirit by, by spending time with by walking with him and by yielding to the Holy Spirit you guys good I'm telling you that these are the keys to encountering His presence in His power in our lives. It's the key. We've got to learn how to cultivate it. We've got to learn how to cultivate intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So I just ask you this morning, how well do you know the Holy Spirit? How well do you know the Holy Spirit? I was thinking this about this the last couple of days, and I thought, too often we, we relegate Him Holy Spirit only as the distributor of gifts or the, the producer of fruit. Um, in that, we miss out on the relational intimacy available to us with Holy Spirit. The person. The person of Holy Spirit. Do we know Him? Do we talk to Him as a person? Do we wake up? Do we wake up and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit? Because we understand that we, you're going to find out in a little bit that we can't, we can't live or walk out this what we've been called to without the Holy Spirit. Do we recognize Him not just as a feeling, not just as a, some, someone that comes sometimes in a service or at a conference and, or the, and the gifts and the fruit, but we, do we recognize the very Spirit of God that we've been given to be endued with power with Him and to walk with and to grow with? Do we wake up in the morning and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. 
Guide me this morning, Holy Spirit. I yield to you this morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your conviction this morning, Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to need your conviction, Holy Spirit, with my ears and with my eyes and with my thoughts. Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me. Guide me. Lead me this morning, Holy Spirit. Lead me all day, Holy Spirit. I want to walk in you, Holy Spirit, and I do not want to walk in my flesh. Empower me. Help me. Strengthen me to walk and remain in you, Holy Spirit. Come on. And then through the day, we're learning to communicate. Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me in this, Holy Spirit. I need your wisdom in this. Help me to have the right response, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I, that feeling, that thought, I know that that is not of the Lord. Holy Spirit, help me release that. Come on, guys. You see what I'm talking about this morning? The person of Holy Spirit. Do we know Him? Do we talk to Him as a person? Where are you guys at? In Luke or John? Luke? Okay, go to John and uh, chapter, <clears throat> chapter 15. Such powerful chapter, this whole thing. Jesus teaching about the true vine and, and all these things. And when you look in John, and you look towards the end of this chapter, He's talking about the world's hatred. And I, I want to read verse 26, and then we're going to get into uh, chapter 16. But in, 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 in 15, in John 15, and in verse 26, Jesus says, but when the Helper, everybody say Helper. Do you think He would give us a Helper if we didn't need a Helper, guys? How can He help us if we're not walking in Him? How can, how can Holy Spirit help us if we're, not, if we're not yielding, if we're not sensitive, if we're not growing in relation to Him? Come on. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father... The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, Jesus says, He will testify of me. The Holy Spirit will testify of me. Jump down, chapter 16. We're going to pick up in verse 5. You there? So now Jesus says, But now I go away to Him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, now, now grab this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, then I will send Him, Holy Spirit, to you. Verse 8. And when He has come, listen to this, when He comes, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in Me. Of righteousness because I go to My Father and you see Me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and, 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 what he, will tell, and he will tell you things to come. Verse 14, Jesus says, the Holy Spirit, He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine, and He will declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine, and therefore I said that He will take of what is mine, and then declare it to you. Guys, if we could just if we could just partially grasp the promises that are in these scriptures in the in the promised gift of Holy Spirit that we've been given to receive, to walk with, to grow in intimacy with, man, it could it would absolutely change our lives. I read these scriptures because Jesus placed Great emphasis on the person of the Holy Spirit. He says, it's good, it's good that I go, because unless I go, I can't, I can't send Him, Holy Spirit, Him, the person to you. 
I mean, look at the description when you read through these verses alone that Jesus gives the Holy Spirit. He, he, he describes Him as the Spirit of truth. He describes Him as a helper. He describes Holy Spirit as comforter. He describes Holy Spirit as teacher. He describes Holy Spirit as the one that will guide us. Holy Spirit as the one that will lead us. Guys, these are all personality descriptions. And there's more. And I, I don't, I'm not even going to be able to tap into them. But in Romans 8.27, Romans 15.30, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 11, all of, all of these things and so many more reveal that Holy Spirit has a mind, a will, and emotions. They, they reveal that He speaks, He testifies, He prays, He can be grieved, he can be insulted, he can be resisted, and he can be quenched. Holy Spirit. Why aren't we seeking greater intimacy with the Holy Spirit? I feel like I need to read that again. I've got all the, I've got all the verses in my office to back this up if you question this. But Scripture reveals that Holy Spirit speaks. That Holy Spirit testifies. He testifies of Jesus that He prays, that He can be grieved, that the Holy Spirit can, he can be insulted, that He can be resisted, and that He can be quenched. What, what does this mean? It means that Holy Spirit is a person with a personality. It means that He's not a cloud. It means that He's not a funny feeling. It means that He's not just a manifestation. He is the third part of the Trinity that we cannot ever live without. Those disciples walked everywhere with Jesus. They walked with Him. He sat down and taught them. He opened up their minds to understand Scriptures. He corrected them. He led them. He guided them. They were there firsthand in everything. And Jesus says, what you have right now isn't enough. Son of, unless I go, I can't send the Holy Spirit. You got to get to Jerusalem and you pray and you wait. You're going to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And He's going to become all of these things to you. He's going to guide you, lead you, protect you, shield you, convict you. Come on, man. He's going to empower you. All of these things. We've got to begin to understand and begin to welcome into our lives on a minute by minute basis the presence and power of Holy Spirit and learn to walk one hand in hand with Him as His host in us. The person of Holy Spirit. Come on. Isn't that so good? What's this mean? What's this mean? He's the, he is the expression, the very expression of God's inner nature. It's like, do we, do we know Him? Do we know Him? Do we talk to Him? Holy Spirit. In, in, in John, everybody good? In John, in chapter 16 and verse 14, Jesus, Jesus says this about, about the Holy Spirit. He says, he, will, he says, Holy Spirit will glorify Me. The, the church needs to stop acting like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are in competition. Because they're not. They're one. And we need all three. And Jesus says, that, he says, He says, He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. So I just want to talk about this perspective for just a moment. Uh, maybe it'll help help some of you. But some some believers think that focusing on the Holy Spirit will rob the Father and the Son of their rightful glory. And can I just tell you today that that could be no further than the truth. When we when we know, walk with the Holy Spirit in an intimate relationship and closeness and fellowship, when we, when we talk to Holy Spirit and interact with Him, we are, we're growing in the knowledge of God. Because He speaks what He hears of the Father. Come on. So when we, are, when we are listening to, yielding to, abiding with, following, speaking with, communion with, growing in, in relationship with Holy Spirit, come on, we're growing in the knowledge of God. 
He's going to continue to reveal and testify. Reveal the Father's heart. Testify of Jesus. Reveal the things of the Lord. The Holy Spirit lives to glorify the Father and Son and reveal who they are. We need to pursue the Holy Spirit more. The more you pursue the Holy Spirit, the more your intimacy grows in Him, the more you, 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 you see this person of Holy Spirit, and in Him, the greater the revelation we're going to grow in who the Father and who the Son are. I'll, I'll just read this to you. Don't, you don't have to turn to it, but in 1 Corinthians in chapter 2, um, <clears throat> verse 10 through 12, Paul says, um, he's talking about, talking about no man fully knows and understands all the things that God has prepared for us and the mysteries of heaven. And Paul says this, he says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2 and 10, he says, but God has revealed them to us. How many of you are thankful that He reveals things to us? But God reveals, has, re, has revealed them to us through who? Through Holy Spirit. Through His Spirit. And then He says this, and this is so powerful. He said, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the very deep things of God. For what man knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? And even so, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Isn't that amazing? So now, Paul says, so now we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. The Spirit that knows the thoughts of God we've received. Think about this. The Spirit that knows the inner depths and thoughts of God we now have inside of us. That we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I love, I love this. This is such a, thank you Lord for your word. Guys, when you put all of this together, you understand that we're given access to the deep things of God. We're given access to His thoughts. We're given access to His ways. We're given access to His, His emotions, His feelings, His will. All through the Holy Spirit that reveals the deep things of God to us. If we're wanting to truly know the nature and the heart of God, it's going to not flow through head knowledge. It's going to flow through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. If you try to figure it out with your intellectual mind, you'll never get there. Because no man, no man can understand the thoughts of another man. But the Spirit of God knows the heart and the mind and the thoughts of God. And we have this. this is, what, a, what a powerful thought, guys. That we may might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We're given this access, access to the deep things of God, the thoughts of God, the mind of God, His ways, through the Holy Spirit. Why? Why? That we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God to be His witness on this earth. Everybody tracking with me? I guess if you were to sum this sermon up, I would say it's time that we become friends with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? Start listening to. I want to finish with. I love the. I love the manifest power of the Holy Spirit. Don't you? There's something powerful when. When a group of like-minded people come together, that embrace the presence of Holy Spirit that collectively welcome Him to come and manifest in their midst. And He begins to release heaven through the body. I love it. I welcome more of it. His gifts. Him to, him to so supernaturally fill our human vessels that our body begin to manifest in ways that we can't control because they're so consumed with the power of God. Never shut down physical manifestation. I long for all these things. I long to be a vessel that He can flow through. I desire the spiritual gifts. I, de I desire for Holy Spirit's power to work through me. To be a vessel that He can flow through me in any way that He chooses. I desire all of the gifts of the Spirit. What I want to preach on this morning that I feel like is the, 
conduit for those things to flow is what we often overlook because we're just in pursuit of the feeling of power. The feeling that we get when we're in a really anointed atmosphere or place or even in our quiet place when we've been pressing in, Holy Spirit comes and we can just feel, feel the Shekinah glory. Come on, someone. What beautiful moments. But I feel like a lot of times that we're pursuing those. We can, we can really get caught up in pursuing, pursuing the manifestation in power instead of the very source of power. And I welcome the manifestation of power in greater ways in this church. I welcome this body to grow in greater revelation and yielding to, to Holy Spirit's gifts operating through you. But here's something that we overlook when we think about the power of Holy Spirit. And this is where I want to land at today, okay? The Holy Spirit is the supernatural power source for sanctification. Everybody say sanctification. See, this is maturity. You guys ready to mature a little bit? Because there's not going to be a whole lot of power gifts or manifestations flowing through you if you're not if you're not yielding to the Holy Spirit's power of sanctification in your life. Don't seek the gifts any more than you're seeking sanctification. Don't seek the gifts any more than you're seeking to be holy. Just seek to be holy and seek the power source, which is Holy Spirit, and let the fruit grow and let the gifts be released. Just give Him your yes. That's all you have to do. But this power of Holy Spirit source for our sanctification. So let me just say this. Everybody doing good? Amen. I'm really thankful for this sermon. Not about you guys, but I'm going to go back and listen to it. But can you just pay attention and grab this real quick? So important that if you're part of the church that you hear this. Holiness is as much a manifestation of God's power as healing, deliverance, prophecy, tongues, or anything else. I believe this needs to become the church's focus. Growing in intimacy and obedience to Holy Spirit. Allowing Him to sanctify, cleanse, and purify. His power is what does that in us and strengthens us. That's where our self-control and those things come from. And then in the pursuit of that, in the yielding to that, fruit will begin to manifest in your life. He'll begin to see you as a vessel that His gifts can flow through because you're walking in such a level of obedience of pursuing holiness. Is that good? So this is what I want to say in the power of Holy Spirit. He enables us to live a life pleasing to God as He reveals truth and leads us in obedience. This tells us something. This tells us that we can't get righteous. We can't live holy without Him. It tells us that, that no matter how much knowledge that I have, I'm not going to become holy without the Holy Spirit operating in my life. I'm not going to be able to walk it out. I'm not going to be able to live in it. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit enables us to live this life pleasing to God. Revealing the truth. Revealing the heart and the nature and the will of God. Testifying of Jesus and the price that's been paid for us. And everything through the Gospel and the power and the death, the burial and the resurrection. Come on, man. And now we are endued with this power. Can I just tell you something? As you walk in the Holy Spirit, you will be endued with power to walk and live out a life of holiness. If you will begin to pursue intimacy with the Holy Spirit, those, those addictions and strongholds can be broken off of your life. If you'll begin to lean on the Holy Spirit and not on your own strength to try to overcome things, stop things, stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing this, stop doing that, stop doing that, and then you just keep going back to it because that's where your flesh naturally actually will go. But if you will learn how to press in, if you'll understand the promise of the Holy Spirit wasn't just for, for the fruit and for the, and for the gifts to flow through, but it was for the, for the process of sanctification that, the, that the, at the truly the very root of power that we gain from the Holy Spirit is empowered us to walk in righteousness and to live out a life of holiness. Help us Holy Spirit. Let's just say that. Help us Holy, help us, Holy Spirit. 
Maybe we need to be teaching our children to read the Scriptures like we do. Memorize Scripture. Uh, teaching them to pray. Teaching them to pray to the Father through the Son. Maybe we need to be teaching them about the person of the Holy Spirit and how to communicate to the Holy Spirit, how to listen to the Holy Spirit, the promise that they've been giving and endued to live inside of them and to walk in the Spirit, to walk in intimacy and growth with the Holy Spirit. What if we did that as, as when they were children? Amen. And think about what, what they would be able to overcome as they grow into preteen and teenage years and young adult years because he, they're walking in righteousness and holiness through the power of the Holy Spirit and not through their own strength. This is good. Thank you, Lord. Um, in, in, I read this earlier in, in John's Gospel, and, and Jesus was t- teaching on this. And in verse 8, we read through it, this verse said, He said, And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. This, this confirms what I just said to you. In that we do not have the ability within our own flesh to walk in righteous, righteousness as our own. On our own. The only way to put to death the works of the flesh is through submitting daily to the Spirit's leadership. Every day. I'm hurting. Been, been last, it's been a bad day or whatever. My flesh is wanting to do this. My flesh wants to do this. It just, it's what I've gone back to. It's been my, it's been my niche. It's been, it's been my crutch. And if I, and if I just, you know, j- just get a little bit of relief from this, like this is where our flesh always goes through things. But if we, if we would just, if we would just understand the, this, this part of crucifying our flesh is, is saying, Holy Spirit, I need you. I, I, this is what I'm, this is where my flesh is wanting to go. But Holy Spirit, I submit to you right now. Holy Spirit, I submit to Your leadership to help me overcome this temptation that I'm wanting to dive into right now. Holy Spirit, I yield to You. I yield to You and I'm not going to give in to the temptation to respond back to someone in my flesh. Holy Spirit, I yield to Your genuineness. I yield to Your wisdom. I yield to Your guidance. Come on. Come on, man. In, in Romans, in, in 8 and 13... Um, it says, "For if you're if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. <clears throat> but if by the Spirit, watch this, by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body. Again, it's what I just said. Not by your own strength, not by and and it takes all of that. Like at some point in time, we've got to be willing to die." So within ourselves, we've got to, we've got to make the, we're like, we've got to wake up every day and make the conscious decision that I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to live in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm going to yield to you. Holy Spirit, I'm going to follow convictions. Like, our flesh has to do that. We've got to, we've got to, because we, we can make those decisions all day long. We, we'll face temptations all day long. We'll face offense all day long. We can either respond in the flesh or we can respond in the Spirit and all these different things. So we've got to, within ourselves, in other words, I'm saying that, that we've got to find a balance in this because the Holy Spirit's not going to control you. He will not control you. He can be quenched. He can be grieved. He can be shut down. He'll lead you. He'll guide you, but He'll never push you or pull you. He'll probe you. He'll convict you. He'll speak to you. He'll get your attention. But we we have to make the choice to follow the Holy Spirit's leadership. That's our part. We've got to learn to do that better by living in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. What we've got to get over is what happens beyond that, and that is trying to crucify our flesh on our own. And that's what this verse is saying in Romans 8, 13, that if you're living according to the flesh, that you must die. You've got to die to the flesh. But if by the Spirit you're putting to death the deeds of the body, you're going to live. If by the power that you've been endued with it, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you're allowing Him to help you put to death the deeds of your body, you're going to live. Isn't that good? Okay. Primary, the primary way we submit to Holy Spirit is through, is through dialoguing with Him and yielding, submitting. If He speaks to us, if He's guiding us, if He's leading us, if He's our comforter, if He's our teacher, then we've got to grow in hearing. We've got to grow in walking. We've got to grow in intimacy. 
Come on. So we press into those things. So, so the way we're going to learn to submit more and more and more to the Holy Spirit is through dialoguing. It's through recognizing Him in the person that He is as Holy Spirit. It's through, through more and more yielding and surrendering and submitting to Him. So, so the way to grow in holiness is talking to the Spirit and following Him and yielding, surrendering. Let me say this. When, 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 we in, when you look at, at Jesus' uh, description of Holy Spirit in the, just in the Scriptures that I gave you this morning, and how he, he only speaks what He hears from the Father, and then He's here to, to glorify Him and glorify the Son and all these things, when we engage in the conversation of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, which we're engaging in when we're engaging in conversation with the Holy Spirit because He's only releasing what He's heard from the Father. You with me? So when we're engaging in conversation, we're asking for Holy Spirit's guidance and wisdom and for Him to be our teacher and to reveal things and to show things. When we're hearing of the Holy Spirit, then we, we, we're engaging in this conversation of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. We're growing in relational intimacy and uniting ourselves with the will of heaven as we're hearing from the throne room. Being partakers of His divine nature this takes us back to what I read in 2 Timothy in chapter 1. Through the power that we've received in the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls it abiding in John chapter 15, verse 3, 4, 5, or 6, or right in that area. He's, he's calling it abiding. I'll finish. In Galatians in chapter 5, we're familiar with this uh, passage of Scripture about walking in the Spirit and and it gives the fruit of Holy Spirit in us, what that power should be producing in our lives that only He can produce. And in, and in Galatians in chapter 5, towards the end there, in verse 25, He's talking about walking in the Spirit. And this is what He says. He says, If we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. So we live in the Spirit, and we understand that we've been, been endued not, not, not just the Spirit of God upon us, but in us. If we've been endued with power, power to live and walk out in righteousness and holiness and all of these things, and Holy Spirit bearing fruit, and Holy Spirit using us as vessels for Him to work through, manifesting His gifts within us. Come on, guys. Like if, if we're walking in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, then let us walk. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, what's that mean? That means we're living in intimacy with Holy Spirit. If you're walking with someone, you know them. If you're walking with someone, you're close to them. If you're walking with someone, you're learning their voice. You know their whisper. Come on, man. I've already identified the Holy Spirit as being a person, as having a mind, will, and emotions that speaks, that prays, that, get, that, that, that can be uh, insulted, that grieves, that can be uh, all these different things, that, that, with the, the personality of Holy Spirit. So what the Bible's teaching us then, that, that if, we're gonna, if, we, if we live in the Spirit, then man, we need to walk with the Spirit. And, and then, so we just need to simplify this a little bit and say walking in the Spirit is growing in relational intimacy and understanding with the Holy Spirit. We become close. Come on. The more we grow in fellowship with Him, the more we'll bear His fruit in our lives and fulfill Jesus' commands to abide. Everybody say Amen. I think we just come to the place in this sermon where we can say, we need Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit. I just have a couple... Well, you might say, the Spirit's omnipresent. As a believer, I have the Spirit of God inside of me. So He's omnipresent. He's in me. So He's just going to do whatever He wants to do. And I want to tell you guys, it's just the opposite of You've received, you've been endued with power. Now we've got to, as we live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And Gary, this is my choice now. My depth of relationship and encountering the power of Holy Spirit now is up to me. He's limitless. Can I tell you, He is limitless. Can I tell you something? He is not going to give Gary more than He gives me. He is not going to give me any more than He's going to give Crystal. 
That promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father that Jesus says, I'm releasing right before, after His ascension, guys, it was, it was the full, it was all of Holy Spirit. Each of us can walk and live in awe of Holy Spirit. The only determining factor of how much we experience and encounter in Holy Spirit is going to be dependent upon how much we yield to Holy Spirit. How close we grow in Him and with Him. Our pursuit of Him. Us recognizing Him as the third person, the third part of the Trinity. Waking up every morning and saying, Holy Spirit, thank You! Woo! Pretty certain this day would end differently. If I'm not walking in you. So Holy Spirit, I need you today. I'm going to need your comfort, Holy Spirit, because there's probably going to be some things that happen in my day that I'm going to struggle with in my flesh. Holy Spirit, I'm going to need you because I know that my flesh is still beating on the door of my heart. It wants back in. I crucified it yesterday, but I know it's not going to give up today. So Holy Spirit, I know that there's going to be temptations come. I know I'm going to have to continue to kill my flesh, and I know I can't walk in righteousness today on my own. So Holy Spirit, I need you. I need your conviction. I need you to shake me. I need you to awaken me. I need you to probe me. I need you to help empower me, Holy Spirit, that when that moment comes, I choose you. I choose righteousness. I choose your power. And I step into that. And with you in me, being endued with power, I have the authority and the power in you to say no. Come on, God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. It's good. It's good. We need to pursue holiness. Pentecost Sunday. Whew. Wouldn't it be great? Just mighty outpouring, Holy Spirit broke out. It people begin to manifest the supernatural, the release of. I say yes. The problem is, for too many in the church around the world, that is the only pursuit. But I wonder how many on Pentecost Sunday today are crying out for holiness. I wonder how many today on Pentecost Sunday are crying out, pierce our hearts with, that we begin to cry out. And I say yes to you. I want to step under everything that Jesus did for me and me. I want to live in righteousness and holiness and purity. And I recognize and identify today that I cannot do that in my flesh. So I'm going to step into you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to recognize your presence and the power that I've received. And I'm going to give you my yes. And I'm going to turn my ear to you. And I'm going to walk with you all throughout this day. I'm going to listen to you. And whenever you begin to move, when you begin to speak, when I begin to feel conviction, come on, this is where it comes down to. Because he's speaking. You're hearing him all the time. We're just not yielding. We, we feel that and we're like, yeah, but it's okay. He understands I can repent tomorrow. Or whatever that it may be. We come up with excuses. and We just say, oh, that wasn't Him or this or that. But I'm going to tell you, how many of you just give the Holy Spirit your yes today? Because we're going to pray. And today, today we're not going to pray for His gifts. And today we're not going to pray for any manifestation. We're not going to pray for that. We're going to believe that it will follow as we pray for being endued with power for His righteousness to begin to manifest in our hearts that we can truly abide in the vine. Come on, with the holiness of the Lord. And out of that, the other thing. Can we give the Lord a praise offering? I kind of feel like we should. Oh no. It's pretty good. Thank you, Jesus. It's good, isn't it? I, I don't need what. No, no. What, Brandon, can you come and play? Just a, When the psalmist came and played in the Scripture, it just opened up heaven. We already prayed for healing this morning. How many are thankful for all the healing that took place? How many? Are, how many? Wasn't that a great testimony from Glenn? <laughs> how many will believe in more testimonies like that where there's no delay? There's no delay. Let's begin to pray for no delay. So be it as we pray. Let it come forth in that moment in Jesus. I'm going to pray. If you want to come to the altar, you're welcome to come to the altar. If you just, if you need to. Holy Spirit's moving in you and convicting you of things you want to come and release. I encourage you to do that. But I'm just going to have you stand in just a moment. I'm going to pray. And I just want you to know where I'm going. I feel like today I just want to pray that we'll grow in friendship with Holy Spirit. I want to pray today that this church would begin to embrace the person of Holy Spirit. The power of Holy Spirit as a person. Not what He does, but who He is. 
And then we begin to choose to acknowledge Him every moment of every day of our lives and grow in intimacy with Holy Spirit. And we begin to yield and give Him our yes. Amen? And in that, secondly, I'm going to pray for what the Lord truly put on my heart today. And that is, we're going to pray for power of Holy Spirit to, to, to work the work of sanctification in our lives and, be, and lead us in righteousness and holiness. Amen? Is that way you guys good with that? Amen. Well, let's go then. Let's stand and let's believe for it. How do you know that what we're about to pray for, everything that I read today reveals is already there? So today we're not asking for God to do something He's not already done. Today what we're doing is we're just giving, we're giving, we're giving the Lord our yes. And we're giving Holy Spirit our yes to come in and flow and work and perform in His power, in power, in Him, what only He could do in us. Amen? So we're just stepping into it. We're just agreeing with it. We're just putting ourselves in position. We're just putting ourselves in position. It's like we're just stepping under it. It's like a waterfall is coming down, and we're just going to say, okay, I, I see it. Now I'm just going to step underneath the Holy Spirit, and I'm just going to walk wherever, that, wherever, that, wherever you are, wherever you're flowing, wherever you're moving. I'm going to remain in you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to remain in you. Amen? So that's what we're going to pray. And I'm going to bless you and lead you. Amen. I'm going to ask you, get serious right now. Get serious right now. Don't let me just pray. You pray this with all your heart. We're up, most of us are already doing this. But I, I believe He's going to come in a greater way as you open up to Him. So I'm going to ask you, you pray this prayer with everything within you. Okay? Alright, let's go. So Holy Spirit, we just we embrace You. We, we recognize You. We thank You. Jesus, we thank You for sending Holy Spirit to this earth for the church, for sons and daughters to be endued with power. We're so grateful. What a great promise. We receive that promise. Holy Spirit, we receive You as a person. We surrender to You. We yield to You, Holy Spirit. And today as a church, we cry out that we would begin to embrace You, Holy Spirit in every aspect of our life. That we begin to grow in fellowship with You, Holy Spirit. That we begin to communicate with You and walk with You and grow in relational intimacy with You, Holy Spirit. That we would truly walk in You, Spirit. That You would lead and guide and instruct and convict and work and produce Your fruit and release Your gifts. Whatever that it is, the Holy Spirit Today, we just ask that you would awaken our revelation to the reality of who you are, the power that you are in us, and that God, this church, would understand the reality of your presence in who you are, and that we would pursue you beginning today in greater ways, acknowledging you, acknowledging your presence, acknowledging you within us, Holy Spirit. We want to talk with You. We want to hear from You. We want to be moved by You. We want to be empowered by You. So Holy Spirit, we give You our yes. And now Holy Spirit, as a church, we cry out right now. Holy Spirit, help us crucify our flesh. We cry out for, for sanctification. Holy Spirit, we cry out for You to help lead us in righteousness. We cry out for lives of holiness right now. Holy Spirit, we pursue You to empower us, to lead us, to guide us, to equip us, to awaken self-control, to let our ears be sensitive in our heart, in our mind, in our spirit. So sensitive. We're, we're, we're going to be so entangled and entwined with You, Holy Spirit. We're going to be underneath you in such a way that you are leading us and guiding us and keeping us in holiness and righteousness, God. That we may be able to truly abide in the vine as sons and daughters. Holy Spirit, we need you. Work in us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit power, flow through this church this morning. Holy Spirit, flow through this church. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, break off strongholds. Holy Spirit, bring 
forth righteousness. Holy Spirit, break off addictions. Empower right now our bodies, our minds, our will, our spirit to release those strongholds right now. We give you our yes as open vessels. Be freed from those chains. May we lock eyes with you and follow you. May our step, every step we take, be in step with you, Holy Spirit, from this day forward. And may we grow every day, every day, growing, 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 revelation upon revelation upon revelation, just greater intimacy every day. You're just going to show us more and more and more and more. It's just going to continue as we grow in you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We celebrate the day that you were poured out, Holy Spirit, on this earth. We celebrate it and we recognize that it just began on that day and it's never stopped. It's for our sons and our daughters and for all those who will come. And we just, Holy Spirit, embrace you as sons and daughters of the King and we give you our yes to have your way in us. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. One more time, let's give him a praise offering and just thank him for his word. I bless you. I bless you to go in power of Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.